so beautiful <laughs> hello everyone i hope you're having an amazing day it's aisha here from god fm and today my sermon is about love as you might have guessed <laughs> it's saturday the 14th of january 2023 if you want to find us you can find us on podbean spotify amazon samsung apple chrome all of these different channels, TikTok, YouTube, Telegram, got several channels on there. Uh, got FM News, got FM Sermons, got FM Bible School, and uh, we've also got God's Home School Education Network Bible School. And so most of our sermons, if you want to really find them, are on Podbean, actually. You just have to sign up it's totally free and all of the podcasts are on there and uh, you just give your email address create a password and it updates you as well so okay so it also if you want to email me please do admin at godfm.org.uk we also have a whatsapp group if you want to join it you can just let me know and i'll add you to the group as well um So, yes, (laughs) I had a a dream last night about love. So, um, I assume that's what the Lord wanted me to talk about today. I have dreams nearly every day, Uh, well, virtually every day, and I can't always remember them. So, I write them down every day. So, um, the thing with love is... It's so essential with what we're dealing with. And, um, you know, I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything. Um, I know a lot of my sermons cover a lot of detail about what's going on in the world. But, as I say, I'm just a child of God. I don't claim to be anything else. Um, And uh, when I get something from the Lord, I assume that's what he wants me to talk about, certainly on a day like today, with the world as chaotic and crazy as it is, I'll just go with what I think he wants me to talk about. Um, Okay, so go and get yourself a nice cup of tea. Uh, We're covering everything to do with love today. Hmm. So I had this dream, and in my dream I was given an example of love, and that nothing compares to it. There's many things that identify love, and it exists eternally, and it is not created, but just is. 
Love stands firm and has no borders. It is visible to the naked eye. The way I love, the way way love was shown to me was that it was like a being that exists, just like I exist. Nothing can stop love from existing. And wherever love goes, it leaves people's hearts filled with love. The longer you're around it, the more it fills. The way it was shown to me is that love is independent and self-sufficient and it doesn't need anyone or anything else. It just exists. And no matter what you do, you can't stop love. At the end of the dream, I was given a comparison of love to fake love and that sometimes it's hard to identify fake love. But nothing can take the place of real love. The comparison I was given is with a real person and a fake person, as in a a bot or a robot. Maybe this will be the way to identify true people from fake people. Because love has so many characteristics, like a person that has its own personality. Everywhere it goes, it displays different aspects of this character. Love is also joined together in the world with everybody. And the way I was seeing this was that And the way it was shown to me that God is love. Very beautiful. There was one final thing at the end, which was a hot air balloon. Which looks like a love heart, I suppose. And this was to demonstrate that love floats as well. And it goes on adventures. And that was all I could remember from my dream. But there were lots of other things in the dream, but I couldn't remember them. So I suppose what we ought to do is look up what Bible the Bible says about love. Um, 1 Corinthians 13, if I speak in tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I'm only resound, a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and cannot fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith, that can move mountains, but not have love, I am nothing. Let me read that again. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not. It does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts and always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, we prophesy in parts. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection, as in the mirror. Then we see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, 
even as I am fully known. Very intense, isn't it? <laughs> There's a little bit more here. And now these three remain faith, hope and love. But the greatest of these is love. You know what I love about the Bible is, um, especially when you're wide awake, you know, is it comes alive. It really does. You know, when I first read the Bible, I read it for what it was, a story. But when I pick up the Bible now, words jump out and they come alive. I can see words within words and stories within stories. It's like the Ezekiel wheel going round and round. The Lord is so incredibly fascinating. And his word is every bit of nourishment it promises. It is everything it promises to be. It's just totally wow. Because the Lord is the word in heaven and he's the the word in the flesh as in Jesus Christ. But also he is the word in the written form, the Bible. So when you know this, you know that the Lord is with you. Not only is he inside you, in the flesh, but his spirit is inside you because it is God who dwells inside you. Then you've also got <laughs> the written word, which you can surround yourself with. And then you can encase yourself, if you like, protect yourself from the outside world. That's why I strongly recommend putting scripture up all over your house. Put it everywhere. Carry it around with you. Carry a Bible. Carry little bits of scripture in your purse, in your wallet. You know, no matter what you're doing, Bible scripture, even in your car windows, you know, and if you're under attack, put it in the window facing outward. It's totally great. You can get little scriptures and just make them up and pop them, pop them in your window. Just get them out of the Bible. You can write them out yourself. You can even write them on plant pots, pebbles, put them around the front of the house. All these things you can do to protect yourself. And it's a spiritual war. And so we know that the Lord is the word. <laughs> so we've got him all around us. If we choose to have him, he's there. He loves us. Okay. My next heading is, what is love? Well, God is love in 1 John 4, colon 8. And then I'm told, love your neighbor as yourself in Matthew 22, colon 39 and Mark 12, colon 31. The foreigner residing among you must be treated as your native born. Love them as yourself, for you were foreigners in Leviticus 19, colon 34. We naturally love and care for ourselves. Notice that the Bible never directly tells us to love ourselves because it's unnecessary. It tells us to love God and others. We take care of ourselves and our own needs. We do so to the extent of putting ourselves and our welfare and our needs and desires, ambitions before God and before others. It is for this reason that God's word says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility value others above yourselves in Philippians 2.3. The problem is not that we do not love ourselves, but that we love ourselves too much and others too little. Self-love can too easily morph from a natural state 
to a corruption of what is natural. The goal instead should be for a natural love to be transformed into spiritual or Christ-like love. Most sins stem from love of self and lack of love for God and others. Think about it. Hate, greed, envy, murder, strife, gossip, slander, arrogance and pride all result from love of self. When we love ourselves without regard for God or others, the result is sin. If God's law is summed up by love for God and love for others in Matthew 22, colon 37 to 40, then sin defined in scriptures as lawlessness is any thought, word or deed void of spiritual love. So while I'm talking about this, what just popped in my head was the, um, <laughs> you know, Nike. Well, uh, their branding is do what you will or just do it. And that's thinking of yourself, isn't it? And that's opposite to love of, of your brothers and love of God. So um, the other thing about um, this is uh, something came up which just popped in my head again now. Um, there was someone on the TV talking on TBN and they were talking about the fact that when, uh, oh no, it wasn't TBN, it was on um, TikTok. This lady was saying that Satan doesn't come and ask you to worship him. He actually gets you to worship yourself and put yourself above everyone. And that's so correct. But also, I think there's a trick here that we need to be mindful of. You know that love is so important. So if you are lacking love and you've had a hard time in your life, I think what happens is that you get filled with uh, pain and hurt. And then it can evolve into other things. So some people become nasty people and other people just have lots of pity parties like I did. And I felt sorry for myself a lot of the time. And uh, and it was all about me. I will say that, you know, when all of this had happened, I, f I thought it was just so unfair. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. But you see, when you put God as number one and you hand him all the pain and you say, you know what, I can't deal with this, Lord. It's just too much for me. Then he takes your pain away. You've surrendered everything over. And he fills your cup right up with love. And then the enemies that have hurt you, and they can be loved ones too, have no authority, jurisdiction, or anything in your life anymore. They have no hold over you because you have no fear of them. They can't hurt you anymore if you've forgiven them. So clever. <laughs> so that's why it's so important to get rid of any anxiety, pain, doubt. You know, it's only Satan who comes along and tells you you're not good enough. It really is. Because you are good enough. God came here for the sinner. He stretched out his own hand. The same Jesus. To come and save us all. And you know what's so important about this? Is in the old days, you'd have to go and see a priest. And, well, they got corrupted because they loved themselves more than God. See? Clever, isn't it? And in this, 
they wanted to be worshipped like God. And they had a lot of power. And they were worshipped, in a sense, by the people. Because you couldn't do anything in those days without going through a priest to talk to God. So if you had a problem, you'd have to go to the priest and you'd have to buy an animal to be sacrificed and all of that. You had to be in his good books for him to do the prayers for you. And so that's why Jesus came here, because they turned God's house into a bank. Um, and God got angry because that was shutting the kingdom of God. And so what Jesus did is he came and if you notice, one of the things, well, it's the main thing that he was proclaiming is the kingdom of God has come upon you. And so the kingdom of God, if you like, because it's inside you and the Lord's inside you and the temple of God is you, it's like, it's like a little city, really, if you think about it. Yeah, it's got lots of things going on inside, isn't it? Your body inside who you are. But it's a different dimension of things, isn't it? Because you're in the spiritual world and you're in the physical world. So in the spiritual world, it's growing and growing. And it's um, it has to be in the physical world to grow the spiritual side of you. Because it can't actually give birth to the spirit without the physical. The two are working together, night and day, good and bad, rich and poor, all of those things. That's why the Masons have the checkered board, black and white, because they know these things. They're quite clever. Satan's very clever. He is very, very clever. He's done an amazing job in confusing everybody. <laughs> you know, but that is his job, you know. And if you notice, God is excellent uh, at everything as well. So when he created everything, and Satan is something that God would have created, um, he had a purpose for Satan. And this is the purpose for Satan, to go around and, um, you know, he watches everything and he's looking for any reason to enter your life. So if you're in your world doing your everyday things and you sin, then if you imagine you're in a house and there's angels around and then the demons come, the angels say, well, you can't come in here. And then they go, oh, no, because she told a lie. So we've got entry into her house and into your life. So actually, it all depends on loving yourself, loving God, loving your brothers and sisters, and being true. Because if you love your brother like yourself, you won't steal. You won't lie to them. You won't, you'll be frightened to do that. So one thing leads to another, as James tells us in uh, in James 1, is that, you know, this sin, how it starts, it, it starts with an idea and a comparison. And then it evolves when it is fully formed to murder and kill and lie and ideas become reality because they manifest and then eventually becomes death because sin leads to death and so does darkness which are all the characteristics of Satan, because all the characteristics of the Lord are being able to see and hear and the light and the life and the truth and the word, all opposite. See what I mean? But obviously love also. Huh. 
Well, that's not on my sermon notes, but um, that was quite good. Thank you, Lord. Very interesting. <laughs> I think it's fascinating, you know. Um, when you're having a hard time in your world, you can actually just shut the door on the outside world and come into the sanctuary because the, that's why Jesus came here. So you can have this one-to-one. I think that's why Sabbath day is so important, actually, uh, because it's the fourth commandment and he didn't come to abolish the laws. He came to fulfill them. Now, he says that none of the laws will be uh, destroyed. None of them will, will go away until heaven and earth pass away. And that hasn't happened yet. So we should be following these Ten Commandments as much as we can. So we want to be uh, in, the, in the good books of the Lord because this is spiritual war. And he also says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So to demonstrate our love, I think that's important to do. Okay, <laughs> back to it. Right. So spiritual love is the next heading. And I think it is very spiritual. See, spiritual love is not self-love, but rather self-sacrificing love. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material positions and sees his brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Question mark. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. 1 John 3, 16 to 18. According to this passage, Jesus is the reason we even know what spiritual love is. In laying down his life for us, he taught us everything we need to know about true love. Spiritual love is generous, not selfish or greedy. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his only, one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins in 1 John 4, 9 to 10. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. John 3, 16, spiritual love is unending, not a temporary feeling, emotion or attraction, for I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in this creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 8, 38 to 39. That's so amazing. And everything in the Bible is so true. Mm -hmm. That's why I don't need to say a lot. I can just tell you what the Bible says. Nothing can separate us from God's love. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. In 1 John 4, 8, as I've already said, God does not just love us or teach us how to love. He is love. We, on the other hand, love who we want, when we want, how we want, if we want and to the extent that we want, and then claim we love like God, which is far from it. Because he gave us freedom of our um, choice to, to make our own decisions. 
But you see, when you surrendered everything over to the Lord, you've admitted you're a sinner and you've asked the Lord for forgiveness and that you acknowledge Jesus as the Son of God and that he's redeemed you. Then you've actually got to surrender everything because now you want the Spirit to come upon you. So you need to be clean. And then he comes inside you and you do dine with the Lord. This is the other thing. And you become a partaker of the inheritance. But in your daily life you do. So this is why it's important to do the daily sinner's prayer, which is for our daily bread and for the daily sacrifice. Because it's humbling also. It reminds you that you are just a sinner and that the Lord came for you. Isn't that amazing that he loves you so much and he wants to have a one-to-one relationship with you, which has no boundaries. It has no gatekeepers. It has nothing stopping you. There's nothing between you and God that stops you. The only thing is yourself with sin. And so that's where you've got to work on yourself, surrender it over and give him authority, give him control so that you can surrender it all over so he can fill your cup with love. And then nothing in the world can overcome you when you've got the Lord with you because he is love. Spiritual love is undeserving and often unreciprocated. You've heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you in Matthew 5, colon 43 to 44. Herein lies the gospel, good news of Jesus Christ. For God so loved his enemies, us, that he gave his only son, Jesus, to die for our sins. Three days after he died, Jesus rose again, conquering death. Through his death, we are reconciled to God, no longer enemies. But friends, because of him, we can be saved. Whoever believes in Jesus through faith will have everlasting life. For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Romans 5, 10. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. Colossians 1, 21-23 Spiritual love is lavish. See what great love the Father has lavished on us? that we should be called children of God, 1 John 3, colon 1. Once we were enemies of God, but because God's great love for us demonstrated in the death and life of Jesus Christ, we can be called his children. Notice it is because of God's great love for us, not our great love for him. As song, as this song says, Sovereign Grace Music, Once your enemy, now seated at your table, Jesus, thank you. God's love is self-sacrificing, generous, extravagant, lavish, costly, limitless, boundless, measureless, and unconditional. Why don't we love like that? That's the question. Well, I think we can. And this is where it's so 
important because actually love is an essential essential element if you haven't got love you can't do anything it's absolutely essential to get love right and the only way to do that is with Christ i think that's totally blow your mind and so if you've got things that have happened to you and it's helped you form who you are today that's great but also you have to really really want to be following the lord you have to want to seek to please him and this only comes through regular contact by getting to know god because god has a personality he has feelings you know he's not just a rock like a stone his heart is very big full of love you know i often think of this and i think how much we betray god and how much we let god down and um you know it's not like he's bomb proof you know he's got feelings just like we have and so this for me really helps me to understand because when people hurt you you do you get upset don't you and the thing with the lord is he keeps extending his hand of love to us and we keep betraying him and he chose us yes and he chose abraham out of all the nations and decided to love him and call him his child the father of all nations Abraham became the father of all nations because God saw his heart and loved Abraham. Abraham had a son called Isaac and him and his wife had spent many years thinking they weren't going to have a child even after the Lord had promised that Sarah was in her 90s, late 90s and Abraham was about 100 I think. the angel had promised the, that they would have a child when they would have many children but they didn't believe the lord and then they went and got their slave girl hagar and had a child with him with her and they had this little child called ishmael and the slave girl was from egypt and that's where the um the islam people come from so it's interesting because that's caused a problem later hasn't it you see the division because their god is also our god but they've twisted their version yeah they've got a different version of events because they've gone off in their own direction see how things can happen yeah so um very sad and um personally i don't believe in the in the quran I believe that Muhammad was sent by Satan to confuse them all lead them all even further away from God because God still loved Ishmael but back to the point um 
In the story of Abraham, the Lord asks Abraham to sacrifice his own son, Isaac. And Abraham is, you know, obviously not so happy to do this. But because he wants to demonstrate his love for God, he's prepared to do it. And so he goes to do this. But the Lord, just before he strikes his son with a knife, says, stop, stop, Abraham. Because I believe that the Lord was never going to make him do it. He just wanted to see if he was prepared to, because that was a precursor for Jesus Christ. See, because Abraham was prepared to sacrifice his own son for God. Then God was prepared to sacrifice his only son for us. So you see, it's a give and take. And God has feelings. As we do. When you realize that. Makes things much easier because you can relate to people a bit more. But you see, because of what happened with Abraham, that is signed, sealed, and delivered, there is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. Nothing, nothing in the world. And that's why he sent Jesus here. Because these Pharisees were separating us from God, closing the kingdom of heaven to us. And it's truly wonderful. You know, I know that if the Lord could, if you could see him now, he'd be putting his arms around you, saying, I love you so much. When you realize that nothing else matters but God, love is all you have in fact we've lost everything haven't we we've lost our houses our land everything because we betrayed god the only thing that we have left is the truth they've stolen that too yeah in the sense they've rewritten history haven't they Mm -hmm. so we don't know who we are because all of god's people were scattered across the world We know this because of the orphan trains and the incubator first. Yes. That only happened in the 1800s, 1850s. And then the big scramble for Africa in 1885. So history, as you know, it's been rewritten. I don't believe Jesus died 2000 years ago either. I don't believe that the, the people in fake Israel are God's people either through my studies but that because when you've lost everything all you have is God left and you have love and truth which you want to find because the truth will set us free so that's what I've been doing searching for the truth because also if you notice truth leads to love and love leads to truth isn't that amazing I think it's amazing you see uh because you can't have truth with lies. It's amazing, isn't it? Hmm. Okay. So where did I get to? Diddly dum. So God came and rescued us. He's got such great plans for us. 
I've got some Bible quotes now, which I'm going to read you. Romans 5, colon 5, And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. Colossians 3, colon 14, And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. 1 Corinthians 13, colon 13, So now faith, hope, love, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of this, these is love. Romans 8, colon 28, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. John 3, colon 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. 1 John 4, colon 7 to 8, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. 1 John 3, colon 16 By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for his, for the brothers. You know, Ephesians is excellent. If you want something really good to read, read Ephesians. It's excellent about love. Husbands, love your wives. As Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. That's in Ephesians 5.25. 1 Corinthians 16, colon 14. Let all that you do be done in love. John 4.15, colon 13. Great, greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. John 13, colon 34 to 35, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I loved you. You also are to love one another. By this all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. And then we have 1 John 4, colon 16. So we have come to know and to believe that the love that God has for us, God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. 1 John 3, colon 11. See what kind of love the Father has given to us that, should be, that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. 2 Timothy 1, colon 7, For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Romans 5, colon 8, But God shows his love for us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Acts 2, colon 38, And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. For the, forgiveness, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Zephaniah 3, colon 17. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. Songs of Solomon 8, colon 7. Many waters cannot quench love, neither can floods drown it. If a man offered for love all the wealth of his house, 
he would be utterly despised. Proverbs 17, colon 17, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversary. 1 John 4, colon 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. 1 John 4, colon 8, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. Keep getting that, don't we? 1 Peter 4, colon 8. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Galatians 2, colon 20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the new life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. 1 Corinthians 12, colon 13. For in the Spirit we are all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. Romans 12, colon 10, love one another with your brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor. John 14, colon 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Matthew 22, colon 37 to 39, and he said to him, you shall love the Lord with your your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. 1 John 4, 19, we love because he loved us, first loved us. 1 Peter 1, 22, having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. Ephesians 5, colon 2, and walk in love, as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Ephesians 4, colon 32, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Ephesians 4, colon 2, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. And then we have Ephesians 4, colon 1 to 4. I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. Ephesians 3, colon 16 to 17 that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, Ephesians 2, colon 4 to 5. But God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive through Christ, by grace you have been saved. Galatians 5, colon 16, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. 2 Corinthians 8, colon 7, but, but as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all earnestness, and in our love for you, See that you excel in this act of grace also. 2 Corinthians 5, colon 14, For the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, 
therefore all have died. 2 Corinthians 3 colon 18 And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 13 colon 1 If I speak in the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. That's so relevant, you know. I often use that when I talk to people. I really do. I find it very, very relevant. Hmm. There's two more pages of this, um, but I think it's important to hear it, so I'm going to carry on, okay? Romans 13, colon 8. Owe no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. Romans 8, colon 37 to 39. No, in all these things we are no more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 8, colon 26. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groaning to deep four words. Acts 1, colon 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. John 15, colon 12. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. John 14, colon 26. But the help of the Holy Spirit, who the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring you to remembrance all that I have said to you. John 4, colon 24. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Jeremiah 31, colon 3. The Lord appeared to him. From far away, I have loved you with an everlasting love, therefore I have continued my faithfulness to you. Song of Solomon 8, 6-7 Set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm, for love is strong as death, jealousy is fierce as the grave. It flashes, its flashes are flashes of fire, the very flame of the Lord. Many waters cannot quench love, Neither can floods drown it. If a man offered for love all the wealth of his house, he would be utterly despised. Proverbs 30, 18 to 19. Three things are too wonderful for me. Four, I do not understand the way of an eagle in the sky, the way of a serpent on a rock, the way of a ship on the high seas, and the way of a man with a virgin. Proverbs 15, colon 17, better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a flattened ox with hatred with it. Proverbs 10, colon 12, hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. Proverbs 3, colon th 3 to 4, let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Psalm 63, colon 3, Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. Deuteronomy 7, colon 9, 
Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps the covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Revelation 1, colon 1 to 20, the revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave him to show to his servants the things that must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of kings on earth, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood. 1 John 4, 20 If anyone says, I love God, and hates his brother, he is a liar, for he does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, who he has not seen. 1 John 4, 13 By this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit. 1 John 4, 12 No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. 1 John 4, 11 Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. 1 John 4, 9-11 In this love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. 1 John 4, 7 Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. 1 John 3, 18 Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. 1 John 3, 16 to 18 By this we know love. Yeah, yeah I already read that one. Okay. 1 Peter 5, 67 Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him, because he cares for you. Hebrews 10, 24 And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Titus 3, 4 But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Saviour appeared. Diddly dum bum. Beep beep. Um, and so train your, the young women to love their husbands and children. Okay, good. And then Colossians 3, 12 to 14. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all, these put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. 
And then Ephesians 5, colon, 1 to 2, Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us, and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Hmm. So, yes, it really is beautiful. There is lots more, actually, so I'm just quickly picking out the most important ones for us. Galatians 5, colon, 13 to 14, For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. That's so beautiful. Galatians 3, colon, 5, Does he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of the law or by hearing with faith and then 2 Corinthians 13 11 finally brothers rejoice aim for restoration comfort one another agree with one another live in peace and the God of love and peace will be with you and then 1 Corinthians 13 colon 4 love is patient and kind love does not envy or boast it is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. Very beautiful. And you see, because this is all from the Bible, as I read it, I believe it will all go into your mind and you'll receive it. It'll go through your ears and your eyes, through your pineal gland, be processed, manifest into this reality because it's a physical next to a spiritual. And so we need the spiritual side to be fully complete in order for us to conquer this evil. Hmm. How to identify fake love from true love? It's my next heading. As a corruption, we've got to consider this. But mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, having nothing to do with, have nothing to do with such people. 2 Timothy 3, colon, 1 to 5. My next heading is, what is the opposite to love? <laughs> and when I was doing this, there was quite a lot that came up. And what I discovered is the opposite to love is actually hate. Isn't that amazing? Don't you think so? And um, so I was going to create several headings, but I ended up joining them all together. So love and hate in the Bible is the subheading that I ended up using Matthew 5, colon 44, But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Yeah. And uh, 1 John 2, colon 15, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. And in 1 John 3, colon 18, Little children, let us not love in the word or talk, but in deed and in truth. That's obviously meant to come through twice because I felt like I needed to say that again. And then 
here this demonstrates that love is opposite to hatred i think in psalm 97 colon 10 oh you who love the lord hate evil he pers- perseveres oh preserves the lives of the saints he delivers them from the land the hand of the wicked leviticus 1917 you shall not hate your brother in your heart but you shall reason frankly with your neighbor lest you incur sin because of him hmm. um proverbs 8 colon 13 the fear of the lord is hatred of evil pride and arrogance and the way of evil and perverted speech i hate romans 12 colon 9 let love be genuine Abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. So basically, hate evil, but love what is good. What can you compare with love? John fifteen sixteen. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. John 15, colon 13, greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. 1 John, 15, colon, uh, 1 John 5, colon 19, we know that we are from God and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. My next heading is true love. You see, I think if you have true love as your main template, because you have the original, then you'll be able to compare it with the fake then you can identify what true love is because the Lord is part of us. This emanates from us and overflows and fills the spirit, then fills other people's spirit as well. I think it's also connected very much so through the spirit. Let's see what the Bible says about love and the spirit. Love and the spirit, Galatians 5, 22 to 23. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things. There is no law. Now, my next heading is love and live. Since these are spelled very much the same, one with uh, an O and one with an I, I wondered what aspects of our lives are filled with love because live is so familiar to love. Do you think that maybe we can live without love? Let's see. If we don't live a life of love, nothing you know will matter. I may have the gift of prophecy. I may understand all the secret things of God and have all knowledge. But even with all these things, if I do not have love, then I am nothing. 1 Corinthians 13, colon 2. Man cannot live without love is my next heading. It is an essential element is love. The Lord is incomprehensible and the point of this life becomes empty and void without the Lord. Since he is inside us, he directs our path and makes us stand on the rock, which is firm and will not go anywhere. But we have to make sure that we have given him authority and submitted all our issues to the Lord so that he can direct our steps and surround us with his loving wings over us. Since love is so important, if we have not got love, We have no defining elements and we have become hard to understand. And that's where the confusion comes in. Don't you think so? Because nobody can identify who they are. They don't know what direction they're going in. Without love, we remain a being that is incomprehensible for him. Self. 
our life is senseless. If love is not revealed to us, if we do not encounter love, if we do not experience it and make it our own, if we do not participate participate intimately in it. This is why Christ the Redeemer fully reveals man to himself. Since love is not defined by space-time and matter, the love actually takes us outside of the physical world and we join Christ in the spiritual world, in a different dimension, in a different reality, which becomes part of our physical world and manifests through the physical actions we participate in with others. In this dimension, man finds his identity through Christ in the way he displays love. In this, it gives him all the characteristics and personality of the spiritual world, which Christ gave to us in the Holy Spirit. He comes to life inside us and manifests himself. And it is in himself that speaks through us, not us that speaks, because the Holy Spirit dwells inside us. Through having the Holy Spirit, we have dignity and redemption, humility, humbleness, which becomes an expression of who we are in this newly created being that we are now formed in Christ, the Redeemer. It's important to express the love of Christ through our actions in the physical world, even though it is a spiritual manifestation inside us, which you cannot see. But also the battles that we fight are invisible because it's a war between good and evil. So you will come under attack and it's important to remember that good always overcomes evil. We can pray to Christ and we can cast out demons. We can raise the dead and heal the sick and make disciples of many nations because we are all called to do this. If we do this, then the body of Christ will grow and be unified to the Father, the head priest, Jesus Christ, who has redeemed us all. This is his majestic plan, a mystery that is manifesting in the physical world and also in the spiritual world, which is hard for us to comprehend because you can't see it, but you can feel it and you can identify it through the characteristics that are displayed in people. Through Jesus Christ, we gain the greatness, dignity and value that belongs to humility in the mystery of the redemption, man becomes newly expressed and in a way is newly created. He is newly created. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. The man who wishes to understand himself thoroughly and not just in accordance with the immediate, partial or often superficial, even illusory illusory standards and measures of his being he must with his with his unrest uncertainty and even his weakness and sinfulness with his life and death draw near to christ he must so to speak enter into him with all his own self he must appropriate assimilate the whole of this reality of the incarnation and redemption in order for him to find himself. In this profound process takes place all within himself. He then bears fruit, not only of adoration for God, but also of deep wonder at himself. How precious must man be in the eyes of the Creator if he gains so great a Redeemer, and if God gave his only Son in order that man should not perish, but have eternal life quite deep, isn't it?
<laughs> oh dear. Okay. The glory of the Lord is reflected in us, in our dignity and our worth, is spreading the gospel message, the good news. We as the body of Christ and the church body are unified through the Holy Spirit and it is our mission to share the love of God with others in the way that we conduct ourselves demonstrating the light of Jesus Christ because we are told not to put the lamp in the cupboard. As the body of Christ, we all need to be singing from the same hymn sheet and reflecting what love is in the unified body, in our thinking, in our actions, in our demonstrations of the true love of Christ who died on the cross for our sins. There's a lot of elements involved in this. And this includes faith, love, kindness, understanding, patience, because the Lord is so mysterious and complicated. I believe that part of this is demonstrated inside us. The true character of the Lord is merged with us in the way that we've received the word, which is now alive inside us. And therefore, we manifest the word, who is the Lord in heaven and the world is under Jesus at his foot, as his footstool. Jesus Christ is in the flesh and also the word in the Bible must manifest through our reading it and it then arises through our pineal gland. It blossoms and emanates the light to others to be drawn to it and they want to be partakers in the fine dining experience of having dinner with the Lord also. As children of God, we become citizens of the kingdom of God and children of God. We have a heritage and an inheritance. We must share his love because our treasures belong in heaven and we are not from the earth. We are only temporary residents on earth. So this also helps us to understand the long-term agenda and purpose in your life, in the glory of the Lord. As his purpose is through you and me and the body of Christ as a whole. Since we have full redemption and the Lord has paid the ultimate price for us to be citizens in the kingdom, it is important that we have value for this incredible gift. We must add value to it. It's like a vine that divides and grows and spreads. The Holy Spirit is inside us and also grows. And it's manifest through prayer as well. It's like having a telephone line to the kingdom and the government of God to ask for his assistance in all matters because we are all part of this kingdom. If you notice, if we have a government of the Lord, you would have various people doing different things within the government of the Lord, but they would all be using the same terms and conditions and they'd all be working to the same agenda. So this is what I think we need to do. We need to realize that the agenda of the Lord is love of Christ and love of one another, demonstrating the love. And love is set free from bondage of chains of death and sin and darkness of this earth. And we are free in the spirit together in love. Notice that we have to be together because strength comes from unity and no kingdom that is divided amongst itself will stand. So it's important that we remember that the Lord is with us wherever we go and then we are serving his purpose for his glory that through us there is a spiritual war. We have 
salvation and restitution, peace, joy, happiness, all the qualities we need, which are our tools in this world to pray, to praise the Lord, give glory to the Lord, because everything is for the glory of the Lord. No matter what battles you are facing, the love of Christ has set us free through prayer. We have this open line all the time. No matter what we need, we are all unified. We need to think before we act. We are reflecting the characteristics of the Lord in in who we are to others. We want to join this body of Christ in unity, and that will be what defines us. Remember that our residency here is only temporary, and the Lord is with us wherever we go, and it is the inheritance in heaven that we are purposed to seek and to glorify, because the kingdom of God has come upon you. The glory of the Lord will manifest through us for his glory, for our salvation and our inheritance. The will of the Father which could only be executed once somebody died, and of course Jesus completed his sentence of words for a crime he did not commit. That he did not commit this terrible crime, but he still paid the price, which is the new will, as in a set of words, the new will and testament, the Bible, as in the deeds that you do, will dictate the inheritance. To close... The sermon. I wanted to discuss what I was reading yesterday, which is in the book of Acts. There was a gentleman and he wanted to purchase the spirit. But the spirit would not go upon him or fall upon him. He couldn't purchase the spirit. But also, it the spirit would not go on anyone who had sin in them and unforgiveness, which I thought was very, very interesting. Um. And okay, and also I noticed that the Spirit was poured on the witnesses that Jesus talks about. And he says, uh, you will be my witnesses. Now, if we are witnesses, it means that we can see and hear. And it is the witnesses that become the preachers of God. So if you have had your eyes opened and your ears opened, you've become a witness to Jesus Christ, the Spirit is inside you because it can only enter those that are pure and have given others, and it can fully manifest itself. And then you become a witness and a preacher, like me, and all the others that go around to just want to tell everyone about the salvation of the Lord and how much He loves you. So, if you have unforgiveness in your heart, the Lord can take this pain and hatred of anybody, I strongly recommend you go through and just double check there isn't any dark areas (laughs) because it's ultimately so important. Do the sinner's prayer every day, casting out all the demons, redeeming yourselves every day, having a fresh wash, getting the salvation daily. And this is why Jesus says it's for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, because you are, if you have eyes to see and ears to hear, you are a witness. And you can only be a witness if you've got the Spirit, because you are joined together as a witness, as the Spirit of truth, which is love, which binds us all together. But you can only have the Spirit if you've got love, 
See how it all works together? <laughs> um, so basically, we've got to make sure that we, you know, we know that many are called, but we want to make sure we're chosen. So it's important to do this very regularly, this one-to-one -one with the Lord, get close, up close and personal with the Lord. Nothing else matters. It really doesn't. It's the Holy Spirit. We've got to nourish the Holy Spirit and it feeds just like milk and honey. It needs its nourishment like a baby. And then it goes on to solids. So we've got to feed on the word and read it and take it in because we're witnesses to it. We're partakers in the inheritance through our deeds. Then we are to share it with others as well. And well, everything about the Lord manifests in us. And so then other people then become witnesses too, because they see us and they go, oh, wow, Jesus is real. Look at this person. They're doing all these amazing things. And you manifest Christ in you. You become a Christ-like figure to others. That's why it's so important. We don't bicker. We, you know, we're talked about as being the body of Christ. Paul says that the arm is needed, the leg is needed, the eyes are needed if we're all the body of Christ. So if one of us rejects the arm or the eyes, we're going to fall into a pit and to stumble. Yeah. So we're witnesses. We need the eyes and the ears, but we also need all the bodily functions of love. Yes. And this is about lifting your hand, right hand and giving and cuddling and, um, you know, embracing one another, showing kindness, demonstrating all of these things, to encourage one another, to share the love, because we need this. If we haven't got love, we haven't got anything. It's the essential element to everything. Nothing would exist through, unless we had this love. This is so important. And as I say, I believe it's next to the reality of the physical world because it's spiritual. It manifests next to it, inside it, through it. And I think you need the physical for the spiritual to blossom like a seed inside you, which is received and opened and blossoms like it's pollinated, like a bumblebee will, or a bee will pollinate a, a flower. So the, the Holy Spirit pollinates the the little flowers in people and they become flowers and they grow and they become big but if they've got weeds around them they're going to get squashed and die so <laughs> we've got to stand up for our brothers and sisters also and stand up for the truth so that they don't get squashed by weeds you know in this reality which is not the same as what we think it is this reality it's like a dream state and um, But the Lord is in control of everything. Please remember that he is the author of life. You know, in the book of Acts, it kept saying to these uh, Jews, you killed the author of life. <laughs> you know, can you imagine? No wonder they got so angry. <coughs> because they were being told again and again, you've killed the author of life. And they got so upset about it. No one wants to hear that. But this is what they did. They did kill the author of life. And so also with him, we know that he is the author of life. What we also know is he created everything. Even Satan and his cronies have a purpose. 
They report to God anything you do badly. So they're prowling like a lion. And Satan always manifests as an angel of light. So his friends will also. So you've got to be mindful of this. Yes, many people will pretend to be Christians, but they will not really be Christians. If you want an understanding of fake Christians, read 1, 2, and 3 John. Excellent books they are. And it gives you a really nice, precise understanding of true Christianity and uh, fake Christians. Yes? Um, And so that helps as well. And Ephesians, if you want an understanding of love, read that. If you want an understanding on um, the the bridal system, <laughs> read Hebrews. That's excellent also. It's about like, it, I call it Hebrews in my mind. I, I think of a brewing pot, someone brewing something up. Hmm. And so, and the Corinthians is another excellent book. Really, really good for an all-round understanding of things. Really like that. One and two Corinthians. Um, I was working out how long it takes to study. And uh, yesterday, I went through Acts. And um, I decided I'm just going to go through Acts and just see what else I pick up. And I only got to Acts 12. Um, and it was half a day's worth of study. Yeah, Because everything that kept popping in my mind was like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Hadn't thought of that. Oh, this is it. Oh, yes, that relates. And it's so interesting. So um, that's why it's important. Try and pick something every day to study and uh, get yourself familiar with it. You know, think of it as uh, segments. This weekend, I'm going to study Ephesians. This weekend, I'm going to study Acts. This one, I'm going to, you know, and then spend the rest of the week studying it. And then at the end of the week, you'll be really confident that you know the book of Acts and you're comfortable with it. If you haven't read the Bible and you're not sure where to start, just go on to YouTube and watch the Bible series. It's free and it's excellent. It'll really get you into it and watch all the Bible movies as well. Um, get a, a kid's Bible if necessary and read all the Bible stories, you know, for kids. And that will also help you to understand all of the greatness of our Father. You'll find out also that all the people in the Bible are just everyday people like you and me. Really beautiful. Um, But yes, I thought that was very interesting that we are witnesses, okay? And um, you can only be a witness if you have eyes to see and ears to hear. And the truth is inside you then with the Spirit. We're all joined together. So we are all together, even though we're not together. Because Christ is with us, and God is with Christ, and Christ is with God. But Christ is with us, and we are with Christ. See how we're all joined? So we need to support one another, pray for one another as well. (laughs) Well, um, love really is the answer to everything. And if we want to be more like Christ, then we've got to work on love. It's essential element. Without it, nothing exists. So, wow, it's so beautiful. And so, yeah, that's the end of my sermon. I'm just going to close with a sinner's prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that you came to earth and died on the cross for my sins. I know you are the Son of God. I know I'm a sinner and I beg forgiveness for my sins. I am washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. 
I cast out all demons, hexes, curses, witchcraft, Satan and his cronies in the name of Jesus Christ. And if my family have followed pagans, witchcraft, Satanism, Freemasons or the Masons or any tarot readers or Ouija boards or pagan festivals or anything evil, I ask that you break any generational curses and the chains of those. Please break them now, past, present and future, in the name of Jesus. Release us from any generational curses. I pray right now, in the name of Jesus, I am washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. And also, I ask for peace, joy and happiness in my heart, spirit, mind and soul. Everywhere I walk, I can shine the light of Jesus Christ and help others to find the truth and may also be joined together in unity of the spirit and love. In Jesus' name I pray. So pray that we have sufficient finances to cover all of our outgoings, including our accommodation, food, children, all of the needs of education, work, vehicles. You know what we need, Lord. Please provide everything we do need so that we don't feel tempted to sin. Keep us walking steadfast on your path, which is narrow, and keep the enemy away. Protect us wherever we go. Please let the demons flee and be petrified wherever we go. The light of Jesus shines so brightly that all our enemies are petrified of us. Pray this now in the name of Jesus. Please give us the wisdom and understanding to navigate this world so we can know the truth because the truth will set us free. Fill our hearts and our whole body with healing, cast out all illnesses in the name of Jesus. We have complete renewal of our body, spirit and mind and ask that you'll fill us up with all your love and peace and joy. I feel that my cup is filling up and it's very lovely. I love you Lord. May all knees bow before you and acknowledge you and worship you. I thank you, Father, for loving a rich like me. I hope you're having a great day in heaven. Say hi to everyone. Love you, Lord. I pray for all our brothers and sisters in Christ also. I pray for all those ones that are struggling without a home at the moment. Please provide, Lord. I pray for them all in the name of Jesus. This is Ayesha from God FM. I hope you have a lovely day. God bless you. Bye-bye.